Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Topical Brainstorm. I'm here with Christian. Howdy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, I Again, I'm Garrett Fox. I didn't say that. So. In case you guys forgot his name. Yes. He's the one and only. My family that listens to this. <laughs> In case you don't know who I am. I don't know. We've I, got more than just family listening. What are we at? Like 6,000 downloads? That's true. That's a big number. <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious or not. I can hardly, I can hardly count that high because I'm not Chinese. Uh, to, today, <clears throat> we're talking about chapter 8 in Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, The Story of Success. So this chapter is about why... A lot of Asian countries, specifically this chapter, talks about China, but why these, why kids from these countries are so good at math, and it has to do with the way their language is structured. Uh, they make math really easy because their number for like thirty-one is three tens and five ones, and it's really quick. Like you can add things really quickly when you b can break up the language that way, because when I say thirty-five plus twenty-five, uh, and am asked to do that in my head, I have to convert that to numbers in my head, visualize it, add them up, and then I get the the number. Whereas in China. Uh, it's just laid out for them already. The three. question would come out, add three tens five plus two tens five. Yeah, right? which is just Easier. super easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd never thought about how strange our numbers were. Yeah, they are. They're weird. He points out that once you hit ten, you know, one through ten, fine, normal. Yeah. But then eleven, twelve, thirteen kind of maybe sound like one two and three yeah but then 14 sounds just like four but then when you say 14 you put the four first and then the teen and then you yeah. get to the 20s and you put the 21st and then the four 24 yeah so literally english is holding us all back <laughs> is the moral of the story here our christian, system is weird christian thinks we should all switch to chinese i'm just um, saying <clears throat> um another advantage that chinese speakers have is that their numbers are shorter when you say them verbally so um like their number for anyway they're all like two letters like four is c and seven is key don't know if i pronounced that right yeah irregardless it takes them a fourth of a second to say a letter or a number it takes us a third of a second which means they can say things faster, <laughs> which is <laughs> well, which just helps them helps them remember things yes, better. Yes, right? yes. Like there's that test of <clears throat> how many numbers can you remember when said in a row. Yeah. Chinese kids remember way more. They can remember like seven, where we get four. You know, yeah. like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So that's a big reason why they're way better at math than us. <laughs> and yeah, what that all leads to is. Kids at the age of four in in China can count to like 50, and kids at the age of four on average in America can count to 15. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. And then kids can't count 
to the number of 50 until they're five or something, which means they're like over a year behind Chinese at a basic math skill at the age of five. It's yeah. Like, how do we stand a chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, then on top of that, you, uh, if you couple that with the Chinese work ethic that we're about to learn about, specifically from small rice growing towns and rice growing country, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, you just get people that are insanely good at being patient and working hard. And that translates really well to academic, uh, I want to say prowess, but I don't think that's the right word. Academic success. Yeah. I think they both work. Uh, would you like to yes. talk about the uh, rice patties? <laughs> so, and I didn't know much about this. You know, I I've didn't seen either. pictures yeah. of like Chinese people growing rice mm-hmm. and depictions like in the movie Mulan. But um, a rice patty is not very big. The average one is maybe the size of a hotel room. And I know that hotel rooms are not standard, so interpret that how you will are we talking like two queen beds or one (laughs) queen bed i don't know he just says a hotel room anyway a rice patty is pretty small and it is a very complicated process of growing successfully right they have to make sure there's a hard bed of clay and then walls to hold in the water but there has to be topsoil on top of that so the rice can actually grow in the topsoil they have to be careful to not water it too much or too little or have the water go through the patty too at, quickly. At any too given slowly. time, too, yeah. They, there are a lot of different versions of rice or rice... Uh, varieties. Varieties. So they have to choose the right type and rotate those correctly. They have to make sure the water doesn't get too hot, too cold. They have to uh, make sure the rice seeds are exactly six inches apart. And maybe that depends. Maybe the distance depends on the variant. But he said exactly six inches apart. There's no like tossing, you know, kernels of corn or whatever randomly. Just hoping it's going to grow. So it is a extremely work intensive process. And there's a lot of good and bad in that. For one, they probably work way harder than any other farmer ever has in the history of the world. It's basically his point. Like. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is because there is a very direct correlation between the work you put in and how much rice you get. <clears throat> it's not, it's it's not up to luck. It it is a very skilled thing, which means the more time you put in, the better you get at it. You get your ten thousand hours in, you're going to be able to provide for your family and, and take care of yourself, right? So there's a, a good correlation between effort and reward which is one of the primary things in satisfaction and work like we learned in that, that other chapter. Um, one other funny thing I, th- I thought about this, or I, one thing I thought was funny, was how he talked about how most farmers or peasants in other parts of the country, like all through the 17 1800s, were just pretty lazy. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a tendency to look back on our ancestors and be like, oh, I'm so lazy compared to them. Like, everyone in the history of the world has worked harder than I have. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, that might not be true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he makes a good case because, really, 
you would work, you'd plant your stuff, and you'd work hard during the growing season, and uh, the planting season and the harvesting seasons were when you went crazy with work. Yeah, short spurts of... The other times, you're relying <clears throat> on rain to get enough water for your crops. The other times, you're just kind of chilling, trying not to use a ton of energy so you can survive. Which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Intriguing. And maybe that doesn't make them lazy, right? Yeah. Because it was for survival. That's just what they had to do. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. And then, well, you have some people that had learned trades and they'd work the whole time, but everyone relied on farming, which is, you know, you plant something. You wait. Hopefully there's rain. If not, you, you might die. <laughs> yeah. And he talked about how in Western agriculture, you get better or you produce more crop mechanically, which means you get more efficient by getting better equipment, better, better technology, more land, you hire people, whatever it is, right? But in Asia, specifically in rice farming, you get better by being smarter and by managing your time better by making better choices, which comes with wisdom that you get from working, right? So it's it's very much a culture of work really hard, learn the trade, and then you'll have rice. Right? Yeah. It's like pretty straightforward. Which is important because <clears throat> rice, specifically in that part of the, the world, is pretty much currency. If you have rice is king. If you have rice, you're rich. Uh, at least back in the the times when he's writing about uh, that you were really wealthy if you had rice, and to get that rice, uh, there's like a bunch of nursery rhymes that that a lot of Chinese people from that part of the the world would say, and it was I can't remember what did you highlight any of those i did they called them yeah maybe nursery rhymes they call them um proverbs too yeah but um if a man works hard the land will not be lazy which is very much like a i'm in control type of thing yeah um in winter the lazy man freezes to death <laughs> no food without blood and sweat and then the one he put at the start of the chapter, no one can rise before dawn 360 days a year. No one who can rise before dawn 360 days a year fails to make his family rich. So very much related to effort and work, yeah. right? Which is interesting <clears throat> because Asian people in the U.S. do really well academically, and that can be traced back to their ancestors busting their butts really hard in rice paddies yes they so the majority of the rice came from an area called the pearl river i believe delta or pearl delta um which is where most of the rice farming went on and he even talks about how people who immigrated from northern china who were like wheat farmers don't match up intellectually in the achievement of those who came from rice farming areas so 
that right there, right, is is intriguing for one, <laughs> but pretty much proves that this meticulous process of growing rice has had consequences even today in the work ethic of Asians and even those who who no longer rice farm at all live in America. And another proof of that, well, another very interesting point of this is they talk about this standardized test that they make kids take all over the world. And this is kind of the the point that really made it all hit home for me that kind of proved that everything he was talking about was true, it seems. Like, the evidence that I, I can't deny, but the standardized test they make every, they make, I can't remember the age, but they make some kids take it <clears throat> from all different countries of the world, and there is, a lot of times, it's a pretty hard test and there's not time to finish it all, but usually um, Asian students finish it <laughs> at least they finish all I, and I can't remember if there's a specific math section but they they finish it right and that's that's impressive on its own but you can almost correlate directly how well they do at math or like their score in math compares correlates completely to their completion score so like if you're willing to work through the answers and finish it that's basically what means you're good at math. So I know I didn't say that very well, but essentially the ability to work through a problem and not give up quickly is really what makes you good at math. And Asians are so good at that for two things. One, because Chinese language is really good for math, numbers, all of that. And the other part is due to this culture of working really hard, growing rice, and learning those skills, they're much more willing to continue to work till they solve a problem instead of quitting when it gets too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, I think you explained that pretty well. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, math is a, <clears throat> it's just patience, which is why <laughs> I think most people that I know don't like math at all because we're just not patient people here especially yeah. now that we have phones and the internet and yeah we we live in this instant it's just gonna get worse instant world where <clears throat> we want everything and we want it now we don't sit down and we're, we're not willing to sit down and work on a math problem for days uh i think i think he gives an example of a professor in at some college who teaches this math class where he just gives out really hard problems and gives people two weeks to finish is that in this book yeah or is that something else okay yeah he gives his students two two weeks to finish these problems and he tells them if you don't start today you won't finish and he's right because the students that would start would figure out how not to do it and then eventually they figure out how to do it, and it just takes time, which is really interesting. Uh, there's just a lot. This is the part of the book 
that I've been waiting for because it talks about the importance of a work ethic of some kind. Uh, I like that he correlates it with the cultural background because I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of people I know that are successful have some sort of cultural, usually familial background of working hard mm-hmm. and it makes sense to me makes sense to me that Asians would be good at math for a lot of reasons yeah so I never would have suspected it was because of the Chinese language <laughs> that was a, 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 a surprise like I'm saying we need to stop speaking English everybody's not Chinese <clears throat> reminds me of that office episode <laughs> I know <laughs> when Michael reads one article about China for example yeah anyway yeah, I agree with you, though. I really like the concept of it's a lot about your attitude and your willingness to persist through questions or through things that don't seem easy, right? And, and yeah, our, our culture right now, and that was another thing he mentioned, how in there was some other test they did where most American-born or white, and this includes Europe, um, but most Caucasian people would give up on a problem when they couldn't figure it out after like two or three minutes. And then a lot of Asian countries and Asian cultures, they would persist trying to figure it out for like 13, 14 minutes, just like a substantial amount of time more than we would. Yeah. And it comes down to like, if you're willing to put in the work and have the attitude that you're going to be able to figure something out, you'll be good at math. Yeah. Which, yeah, that resonates with me. It really makes me want to teach my children to somehow be persistent to that level. Yeah. Well, I think a really good personal example for me is as Christian, and maybe most of you know, I've been working on accounting, like taking accounting classes, and I'm much more willing to put in the time necessary to learn that stuff than I was biology yeah. which i you know learned a lot of that stuff too and i did fine but you did learn a lot uh it just makes it makes a lot of sense to me this stuff and the the fact that i'm just willing to sit there for a few hours and read about it i've never actually read a whole textbook until i started accounting <laughs> classes <laughs> so it's funny i'm sure a lot of people would disagree with you what just that and that's something that he talked about, how there's a correlation between work and success, right? Yeah. And that leads to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But then there's also got to be, it's also got to just like make sense to you, yeah. right? And because of our English language, a lot of American kids give up on math pretty early because it just doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. doesn't make sense. Unlike in China, where it just does because numbers yeah. make more sense. But, but yeah, like the fact that you feel that fulfillment and reward in it makes all the difference it really does it reminds me of what the the atomic habits honestly where he's like make it attractive yeah it's attractive so i'm willing to to sit there and do it and uh yeah it's been good how are your habits going my habits are i went to the gym last week so that's pretty good 
Nice. I worked out twice last week if you count playing basketball. Nice. Uh, I've been going to bed at a better time. Still not the time I'd like, but you yeah, know. Same on that one. Gosh, it's just so hard to get. Especially, I'm a lot better at it when Michaela's home. When she works a night shift, I'm up till like two. That's bad. I know. <laughs> But when she's like, I'm just going to go to bed, it's so much easier to just be like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. But. Cool. Uh, my plan, so I just got a new job, as you know. Yeah, should we announce that? I know this won't publish for a few weeks. But... Sure, we can announce that. <laughs> I got a new job as an accountant, actually, working with Christian. <laughs> so Ouch. it'll be a lot of fun, <clears throat> but... My that starts later than my current one, not well. It starts about the same time, but I don't have to drive forty five minutes, so I'm gonna start hitting the gym in the morning. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. Didn't work in the morning. Very well. No, I I mean oh. I like haven't made it this week. Oh, gotcha. Last week I made it a couple times. Gotcha. I just don't go to bed early enough. Like yeah, it's my problem. It's tough. Well, and I think it'll be hard because I'm still doing classes. Yeah. So. I'm wondering if I can, well, I, I won't say that on, on air, but <laughs> I'll tell you after, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be good. Yeah. We're going to be coworkers. Yes. Just don't let me down. I won't. Just work hard. Like Chinese rice farmers. It'll be good. I can do that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.